Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. It renders, it actually renders. So now you can have a digital asset of Himalaya that can be uh, as big as your home or as big as uh, as two floor a storage apartment and you can render it. You can literally render it and walk around and see how it is. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. So today we have our uh, first session on AI in mixed reality. And for today's session, we have our speaker, Manorama Chha. She is a mixed reality SDE at Breadraster and she specializes in deep learning based computer vision algorithms for real time 3D reconstruction localization and tracking for virtual augmented and mixed reality applications. She has more than five years of experience in developing extended reality applications using Microsoft HoloLens, Oculus, AirCore, Unity and Unreal Engine. She is well known in the AI and computer vision communities of India for her courses and blogs on AR, VR, and MR, and her work as a moderator for IDLI, which is Indian Deep Learning Initiative. And it's a Facebook community for of 10,000 plus AI practitioners. And in her free time, she is a wonderful painter, and her genres are hyperrealism, surrealism, and abstract. And today we'll be talking about uh, applications like this is an intro series like Srishti mentioned. So today mostly we'll be focusing on uh, what is extended reality, what are the components in extended reality. And uh, so moving forward, we'll... yeah. so before even jumping into AR, VR or MR, so uh, I would like everyone to recall our childhood. So let's recall our childhood. So like... Uh, me, I am like from a, a middle-class uh, household uh, from Kolkata. So uh, when I was like, uh, when we got introduced to science or history or geography, so we used to uh, read about Himalayas, we used to uh, read about uh, Sahara Desert, or we used to read about uh, equatorial rainforest. So there will, uh, there uh, we were, we got introduced to uh, like the creatures, the animals, or maybe we can say the dinosaur, which is already extinct. We do, we cannot see them uh, anymore. Or we can say uh, we also saw, uh, like we also got introduced to the uh, mighty Himalayas. So these were like uh, very imaginary. So we were reading it in textbook, and we used like I basically used to think that uh, okay, how does Himalaya look? If I am in front of Himalaya, how does uh, it will be? Because I wanted uh, like. Me as a kid, I always wanted everything to come out of my book and appear in front of me. Like that is like my imagination. I like uh, if we want to say in a simple word, I wanted my imagination to convert into reality so that I can experience them. But uh, I having uh, like limited access to internet or uh, like resources so my acts, uh, resources were limited to a uh, textbook so like having uh, the limited resources around me so i was like uh, there were like many 
uh, like questions which were unanswered many questions many many of my imagination which uh, which were like just uh, i kept aside and i just went uh, uh, like ahead in my life studying and uh, many things like uh, came like many 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 knowledge many information came up but uh, those were unanswered so yeah this is like not only me not only for me for many students for many uh, kids like this happens like how will uh, like they they will be curious how himalaya looks oh, oh okay how dinosaur uh, will be looking like yeah how does it look if it is in front of me what will happen so can i feel it can i feel the moment so these are many there are many things uh, that makes uh, people curious so those were like uh, unanswered like how because many people don't have the access to travel to himalayas neither uh, many people will have uh, not uh, we cannot say access they cannot afford to travel and uh, visit himalaya when they are a kid or travel and visit africa when they are a kid so yeah so this is where uh, everything stops and people just move ahead in life so now what happened like uh, now these all were uh, not answered until i joined uh, my engineering and after that i joined iit kharagpur so i joined iit kharagpur uh, uh, as a research assistant and there i started working on virtual reality so the first day when the project was assigned to me i was uh, literally i was not aware about what is vr uh, what do we do with vr uh, how does we are look how do we feel like when we are working with the device what actually happens that was a back box for me so after that uh, when i started working on that so all my uh, childhood questions uh, started coming into reality all my uh, childhood that curious uh, ideas that used to come in my mind started coming into reality so after that uh, like i started working on vr and then i joined vidraster so i started working on ar and mr so uh, we can uh, so let me just uh, like i'm telling multiple terms so ar vr is nothing but uh, virtual reality ar is nothing but augmented reality and mr is nothing but mixed reality so these uh, you can consider uh, these are like brother and sister from from the same ecosystem that is extended reality that i will be talking about uh, today in my next slides so yeah so this was like i wanted everyone to uh, imagine go back to the to their childhood and think like how whenever uh, you got introduced to suppose uh, the uh, like great wall of china suppose great wall of china suppose dinosaur if it is uh, himalayas or anything anything even if it is a, a, a biology so if you want to see how the heart pumps so uh, you cannot uh, like it is just in the textbook you cannot feel it you cannot see it it is just 2d how do it look in 3d so those things uh, those things are answered by uh, this extended reality uh, ecosystem that uh i'll just introduce you in next few slides so okay so let's move uh, so i'll i'll just have a brief of uh, the plan of my presentation so today i'll be talking about uh, like i'll just introduce the different uh, segments of extended reality that is vr mr uh, and ar 
and also i'll just give a brief about application of extended reality and i'll take an example of a device that for mixed reality and having that i'll try to explain how a typical mixed reality pipeline works what are the sensors how does it work how does ai come into the picture and how ai is uh, changing the uh, this extended reality ecosystem so let's move so uh, i'll start with the uh, definitions uh, just starting from scratch so now we have uh, like when i say vr mr or ar so there is something called environment so now environment if we divide it into uh, two parts so it will be synthetic and it will be real so real environment is nothing but like the environment that people are seeing around and now uh, the second environment is the synthetic environment so the uh, the vr the virtual reality that is part of the synthetic environment where the user is placed in a virtual environment that is generated synthetically using digital assets so uh, when i say vr uh, so it doesn't have access to the real world at all so there will be a device maybe many people are aware of uh, vr headsets that is oculus that is uh, htc vive maybe many people have seen them in uh, malls so they have games so you wear the device and you are uh, you get detached from the real world so that is that is what is virtual reality uh next comes the real uh, environment so uh, for real environment uh, i can give you a very good example but for that i'll just uh, introduce you how, what is augmented or mixed reality so in augmented or mixed reality the user is provided with an augmented view of the real environment where digital asset coexist uh, seamlessly with the real object so the best example of this uh, real world is uh, your smartphone so now uh, like you might be having those uh, experiences on your uh, amazon mintra or any any shopping experience the best example is uh, now in covid times many people uh, when they were not able to go to ikea or any uh, furniture shop to buy furniture for their uh, uh, home so basically they were trying to uh, just uh, open their smartphone and whatever uh, furniture they were trying to uh, like they like so they will just drag and drop in your environment so you you have the camera access so you you will have a digital asset of the uh, uh, suppose it is a chair so you will have a digital of, uh, asset of the chair and you can place it anywhere in the room and you can feel like how does it look so it minimizes your travel it mean uh, reduces your uh, like uh, uh, it minimizes your time it is time saving and uh, you don't have to travel also like when you are placing the chair you can actually move around and see how it looks in your room so this is where uh, we say that this is a augmented view of your real world uh, when you are placing a digital asset like i just mentioned so your digital asset is a chair and your real world is your home so this is where we augment uh, augment the environment so here comes uh, the augmented uh, like this is a like proper definition and example of augmented and mixed reality so going forward i'll just give few examples of uh, mr ar and vr first example uh, first use case or uh, application can be in education or entertainment sector so now uh, in education so nowadays uh, in india i haven't seen uh, many places that uh, 
uh, in schools, uh, uh, like people are using uh, VR, VR, sorry, VR or uh, MR headset. But uh, abroad, I have like seen many uh, places where they have a lab where they set up the VR or the MR headset and they just uh, launch an app and uh, say kids like, okay, can you see like in this GIF, you can see that uh, every part of the body is uh, labeled. So this helps uh, in like, uh, in uh, this helps in making the learning process much faster and it is very interactive and also it is very uh, appealing to the audience and our audience will be our kids or it can be anyone it can be teachers also it can be like any 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 people so this was one of the application might be everyone has experienced it that is like in education or entertainment second comes is uh, in the manufacturing so in manufacturing uh, mostly uh, nowadays, people are using uh, AR or MR devices. So this actually uh, MR or AR devices uh, reduces the cost, like I said, for our uh, chair, uh, that augmented chair use case. So where you are just trying to place the chair, you don't have to go to IKEA or any other store and you can you have to go search, search, search and then buy. You can just place your digital asset Th that reduces your time. So it is not exact the same use case here, but what happens is now you have a, like you have a, suppose you have a bike here and that is in real world and that is just manufactured. So that is just uh, designed maybe. And now you have a digital asset of a, a bike. So now you want to see the defect, uh, where is the defect? Because before manufacturing, there will be a round of testing. So where they try to find, okay, there is an error even the small error matters. So there will be a team who, who will be checking this. So now uh, to do that, uh, people have started using AR or MR across the world in many uh, like uh, segments, like many, many places, like it can be uh, either uh, your automobile or aerospace. So they, are, they have started using this. So this reduces the time and uh, this also reduces your like people don't have to travel to a different uh, uh, different part of the world to just to uh, evaluate this they can be literally in any part of the world and they can just uh, evaluate the uh, like the defects or the we can say the uh, they can just analyze where is the issue before manufacturing the products so this is where uh, it helps in manufacturing uh, the next one that is the most important. So many people might that is healthcare. Uh, first of all, it is uh, one of the application most important application is healthcare, uh, where uh, many people might be aware about uh, robotic surgery. Uh, even before uh, uh, robotic surgery, it is uh, basically it is used in the uh, medical uh, sector where uh, it, this MR or AR devices are uh, being used to train the students before they become a doctor. So where they can see where the issue is or where they can just like, if you have a scan, so you can actually see your scans in 3D. Nowadays, I think in India also, you get a digital asset of suppose it is a baby or suppose you have a issue in the heart. So you get a digital asset that actually you can uh, open it in your laptop or any other device and you can see where the issue is in 3D. You can actually rotate the uh, 3D asset and you can analyze it. So before, uh, previously we were getting it in 2D, now we also get it in 3D. Uh, 
the best example is a baby you can get a 3d asset of a baby and you can just uh, see see how how it is growing every month so this is where it have, uh, this is how it helps in health healthcare uh, mr and vr how it is helping in healthcare uh now i'll just try to next i'll try to explain uh how mixed reality uh device how is the hardware of mixed reality device for that i'll take a example of uh, the most used uh mixed reality device that is hololens 2 hololens 1 or hololens 2 the hololens 2 is the upgraded version of hololens 1 so i'll just talk about uh, what are the features and how uh, what are the sensors available in this device and how they are used so first is uh, spatial mapping uh, localization and gesture recognition so these are taken care by uh, by the camera uh, the rgb camera or we can say the color camera the depth camera and the imu sensors that will have a different uh, uh, like uh, different uh, sensors that are present on the device second is the display so uh, there are like two laser projector beam stereo images directly in, uh, into the user eyes for an immersive uh, experience the display system tracks the eye and the head movement of the user and adapt it in real time for persistence of vision third comes the hands free communication using natural language so there are uh, array of microphones and stereo speakers support uh, that supports a natural language control interference for hands free communication so basically uh, this device has uh, these features which uh, helps us in uh, that, that gives us an immersive experience uh, and it like now you can make out how it helps in different use cases that i just talked about it even as a microphone so you can just ask uh, at uh, uh like move the object suppose there is a cube you can ask the device like move this object by 2 meter so yeah or you can say like start uh, capture or you can say start recording so it will do it automatically you don't have to even interact with the uh, hologram or the ui so it has that feature as well next i'll be talking about uh, and like uh, how we can analyze a typical uh, mixed reality pipeline Uh, so this uh, part of the presentation will cover how uh, ai will like you can see ai will be slowly entering into mr so i just uh, introduce uh, about that so first comes uh, the 3d scene understanding and spatial mapping so the uh, the first uh, uh, feature comes the ground plane detection now that detects uh, basically it detects and segment out uh, horizontal planes where objects can be anchored this is important for setting up the global coordinate system second comes the structure for motion uh, that constructs a 3d point cloud from sequence uh, post images scans of an uh, object or environment third comes the 3d point cloud segmentation uh so here uh, it detects and segment out different categories uh, of object uh, in a 3d point cloud a uh, fourth comes the tracking uh, so it is like uh, detecting the same object across multiple frames and estimate how the object moves through the scene uh fifth comes the localization like uh, estimating your current position or orientation in the map using odometry and tracking 
Now comes the uh, second part of the mixed reality pipeline, that is the 3D rendering. So when I said like uh, cube or when I said, uh, so here, yeah, let's uh, go back to the childhood story. So now uh, suppose uh, uh, we want to see Himalaya or we want to see dinosaur. So how that will happen? That happens uh, from the, this part of mixed reality, like this feature of mixed reality or AR devices, the 3D rendering, it renders, it actually renders. So now you can have a digital asset of Himalaya that can be uh, as big as your home or as big as a, as two floored a storied apartment and you can render it. You can literally render it and walk around and see how it looks. Even you can move it. Even you can go to the top of the Himalaya and you can feel that how it looks. So those things are there, even for uh, height, that will be much better in a VR device where you are like, you can feel that you are really in Himalaya or you're really at top of, top of the Everest. So it's on you, which device you want to choose for rendering. For now, like I'll be focusing on a mixed reality pipeline. So I'll just go ahead with explaining you the different features available for 3D rendering. So first comes anchoring. Anchoring, like it is at, uh, attaching like digital models to fixed points that is anchors on real world surfaces and making sure that the digital model does not shift its position or orientation as the user viewpoint changes. Second comes the alignment. Alignment is nothing but overlaying a virtual model on an object on top of the real world instance of the same object such, uh, such that the position, orientation and the scale of the virtual world matches perfectly with the pose and dimension of the real world. So here comes like uh, here I'll just pause and uh, tell that uh, I was giving an example, I think, in the uh, application slide where I just said that if we have a motorbike, uh, like motorbike or any bicycle or any car and you were trying, I was telling that we can just uh, render a, a digital asset of the same model and see where the defect is. That is like that happens before manufacturing. So it is where it comes like overlaying uh, a virtual model of an object on top of the real world. So you will have a, a, a bike in real world and you'll have a digital asset of the bike of the same size, same dimension, same pose, and you can just overlay it and see where the defect is before manufacturing. Second, uh, third comes the occlusion. So occlusion, uh, it, uh, it is nothing but uh, detecting a 3D object correctly, even when uh, part of it is occluded behind an obstacle. This is particularly important for tracking. So any tracking, for any tracking devices, this is a very important feature. Uh, fourth comes the remote rendering. Rendering high polygon photorealistic 3D object is crucial for an immersive MR experience, and it is difficult to achieve within limited compute budget of the headset. We must render the 3D scenes in the cloud and stream the user's current view to the headset. Third, uh, the third segment of any MR device uh, is manipulation and interaction. Like, the, so the, for, uh, the first comes uh, numerical integration. Efficient numerical integration is key to accurate physics simulation for modeling uh, interactions. Second comes collision detection and contact modeling. So it is nothing but uh, modeling collision and contact is a challenging task that is again crucial in many MR tasks. Third comes the material properties. 
So material properties must be properly modeled for representing surfaces of virtual objects correctly and modeling interactions between real and virtual objects. Constraint implementation. So physically, uh, physics simulation uh, must take into account uh, physics constraints. Uh, this must be detected and implemented uh, properly. Multimedia gesture recognition. So speech recognition, natural language understanding and detection of hand gestures are crucial components of a MR system. So manipulation and interaction, I'll just give a short brief. So it is basically, if you are like, I just said Himalaya. So I'll just take the same example. So uh, we are on the same uh, like track. If it is Himalaya and you just, uh, and you are one meter away, like it is one meter ahead of you in the positive Z direction. Now you want to move it uh, 15 meters ahead. Suppose you want to move it a bit far, like that will be, if it is five, so it will be plus 20. Uh, like plus 20 a meter or centimeter in your Z direction ahead of you. So in that case, you can either uh, like hold it and move it or what you can do, there will be, uh, there are multiple toggle options where you can just uh, uh, touch and uh, just press like positive Z, how much you want. So you, there will be option like you, if you want to move by 10 centimeter or you want to move by 10 uh, uh, meter or centimeter, anything. The units depends on your uh, like uh, use cases. So you can just move it. Or if you want like, okay, I want to, there is a cube, you want to turn it by 90 degrees. So there will be two options. Like you can either uh, use the options to rotate it by 90 degrees, or you can even touch, actually you can touch the, uh, cube and then just rotate it by your hand. So it's like, it is very realistic and you will feel like uh, that will give you a great immersive experience. So I have experienced that over time, like I experience it on a day-to-day -day basis. So like that is really, really, really uh, like that will make you curious. So I'm still today, I'm curious about the MR pipeline. So yeah. So now, uh, yeah, that's all for today. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate and comment.